Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about a better way to do self-talk. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so there's a new book I recommend. It's called Chatter, The Voice in Our Head, Why It Matters and How to Harness It by the researcher Ethan Cross. And I recommend reading the book. But one thing that stood out to me that I wanted to share in today's episode is a a simple way that you can shift your inner narrative to make it more effective. And that is simply to go from the first person to the third person. So what do I mean by that? Well, if we think of our inner narrative in the context of maybe something that we did wrong, that we're talking to ourselves about, or something that we're preparing for, maybe we feel a certain sense of imposter syndrome, uh, hesitancy around, you know, can I do this? Should I be doing this? And we're trying to talk to ourselves in that context. Oftentimes, if you look at how we're talking to ourselves, we're talking to ourselves from the first person perspective. So if it's something that went wrong, we might say, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this right? I always mess up, right? First person. If it's something that we're trying to boost ourselves up, where we might feel a sense of uh, being an imposter, then we might use positive affirmations, let's say, and say, I can do this. I'm, I'm great. I'm strong. I'm powerful, right? First person example. Now, what the author, Ethan Cross, finds is that that is actually not the best way to talk to ourselves, and we're not that responsive to that kind of thinking. Often it just falls completely flat. But there's a subtle tweak that we can make that does make this uh, much more effective. That's, again, shifting from first person to third person. So what does a a third person way of talking to yourself look like? Well, if something went wrong and that initial narrative is, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this right? A third person orientation would be, What's wrong with Corey? Why can't Corey get this right? Now, that's still not the best uh, way to language that sentence. I think you can take the third-person perspective in a different context there and say something more along the lines of, what what can Corey improve here? Or what happened for Corey in this scenario? But do you already hear the difference in that versus uh, what's wrong with me? Or why can't I get this right? Or what do I need to do to improve? Even the what do I need to do to improve or how can I learn from this, that, that is a more positive orientation. But I feel for myself immediately when I say, how can Corey uh, improve from this? How can Corey learn from this scenario? It's as if I step outside of myself and I can look at myself from different vantage points. 
uh, rather than just being kind of caught in my own psyche, swimming a, a goldfish in its own fishbowl. And that is the power of shifting from the first person to the third person, because we tend to be much better at coaching other people. And that's why this is particularly useful for the next example, which is if you are anticipating something difficult, or you are feeling those feelings of being an imposter or not being good enough, or I don't know if I can do this. That's where shifting your your affirmations from the first person to the third person can be really powerful. And so this would sound like instead of, I can do this, I'm great, you might say, Corey, you got this. You've, you've done great things before. You've gotten through difficult things before. You've felt this in the past. Remember that? Come on, Corey. This is, this is your time. You can step into it. You, you have the resources. You have the strength. You're safe. You'll get through it. And, and so when we do that, now we really are stepping into more of a coaching role. And that's what we're looking for when we try to uh, go to our inner mind, that inner narrative, where we're looking for a coach. But from the first person perspective, it's just a little too personal and doesn't land in the same way. From the third person perspective, we can almost hear it as an outside party rooting us on, holding our hand through the process. So this is a a very subtle shift, but it's why I wanted to share it with you, because I think these little, you could even call them mindset hacks, can be quite profound, especially when you consider how many thoughts are moving through our mind throughout the day and how many times we can use more of an inner coach. And this blends well with mindfulness and its capacity to uh, raise awareness around what is going on in our minds in the first place. How are we talking to ourselves? And yeah, we can choose to let the thoughts go, not indulge in them, just let them be there like clouds in the sky, or we can practice shifting that narrative. And this is a very simple way to shift it to be more effective. And that's uh, an evidence-based perspective. That is what the research is showing. So next time you find yourself in your own mental talk, your own inner chatter, see if it's in the first person. And if so, practice changing it to the third person so that you can become your own best positive, encouraging coach. So I hope this gives you something to think about. If you want to go deeper into some of these ideas, you could check out the book Chatter, The Voice in Our Head, Why It Matters, and How to Harness It by Ethan Cross. Thank you so much for your practice. I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, take care. Hey, before you go, quick reminder about my upcoming online retreat, February 19th through 21st. If you haven't yet been on one of these retreats, this might be a really great time to dive in. This will be my fourth one that I've done the last year. So having gone through the first three, really worked through the kinks. And the the testimonials uh, from this retreat have really been profound. For those who have never attended a retreat before, to those who have attended my in-person retreats and now are doing the online version, uh, the feedback just really continues to be very strong and positive for the ability of the virtual format to create a certain level of of depth and intimacy, but also the very practical integration with real life. Because in this scenario, 
We're not retreating out of our lives. We're retreating into our lives. We're connecting to these practices in the comfort of our own home. And then in between, we're going back to whatever it is we might be doing. So it's a really great training to uh, develop these qualities of mindfulness, meditation, self-compassion, and then practice going into your life, bringing them into your life, and making it a, a truly integrated experience. So if you want to learn more about this, I would love to work more closely with you. You could just go to coreymiscara.com forward slash retreat, and you'll see all the details there, how to sign up, what the schedule is. Again, it's February 19th through 21st. And if finances are a barrier, reach out. You could reach out at Corey at limindfulness.com. We have some partial scholarships for those in need. So I don't want finances to be a barrier. But if you're interested and you're feeling a little fear, I think now might be the time to take the leap. We will be exploring self-compassion specifically. So we'll be going into more of the mental chatter, how to cultivate that inner dialogue in a more positive, kind way. And for those who sign up, you get access to all of the recordings forever. So even if you can't attend every session as it's happening, they're available 30 minutes after we do the session. So you could view them later in the weekend or view them a different weekend entirely. So hope to have you there again. CoreyMiscara.com forward slash retreat. Reach out if you have any questions. Thanks so much and take care.